Hi, and welcome to the Your Good News podcast with me, Catherine Getty. It's easy to believe the news around us that the world is dark and the future is the same. But what if we chose something different? What if we chose to find the good news in each day? This podcast is a collection of interviews with friends, mentors, colleagues on their good news. From business to health to politics and everything in between, it's my hope that you leave with a boost and find your good news. I can't overstate how much I enjoy learning from my next guest, Helen Hall. Founder of Blender Bombs, Helen is originally from Atlanta, Georgia, and created her business to make getting the proper nutrition easier for all. She started her company with $300, and it now has a valuation of over $10 million. She's created multiple other businesses, all with the same goal of making it easier to eat an 80-20 lifestyle, a plant-forward lifestyle. Her approach is refreshing, and I thoroughly enjoyed learning from her, as I know you'll too. Here we go, my interview with the incomparable Helen Hall. Good morning, good afternoon. Hello. Welcome back to another episode of the Your Good News podcast. I know I shared a little bit about the guests that I'm having on Helen Hall today. So let's just get started. Helen, in the intro, I was able to share a bit about your background, but I always like to begin by asking my guests, what's your good news today? Good news is that I am home for the first time in like, I think it's four weeks, honestly. I've been gone. I had surgery and then I was in Atlanta and then I was in this part. This part was fun. I was in France with some of my best friends. Oh my gosh, how fun. And then I'm home. (laughs) It's so nice. I also just got back from a trip. It's so nice just like being in your own space. It's like you love to experience different things, but it's nice to be back. I can't explain it. It's I think truly amazing. It's a good, and especially after the last year when we were in our homes a lot, to be able to leave our homes and come back and have that feeling is really nice. Yeah, I miss being home because originally I was supposed to be on the RV for until like from January to August, but I came home early. I was super excited about coming home early, but I ended up not being able to be home really because of all the work travel. So I'll be home for a week and then I'm gone again for like another three weeks. Are you traveling on your RV? I know we're going to get into this a little bit later, but is it just different traveling? It's flying around. It's uh, We sold the RV actually last month. Oh, goodness. Yeah. <laughs> I was reading that in a different different interview about it. It was pretty cool. Yeah, it was so fun. We can definitely talk about it. Yeah. Well, Helen, you are the founder and CEO of Blender Bombs, a company especially in, pl- in plant-based lifestyle say that three times fast. Right. Especially through punching up smoothies. And that's kind of like the first way I saw you on Instagram. But among the reasons I really reached out was the way you speak about health and wellness, not only on your website and on different interviews. And I think it's really powerful. Can you discuss a little bit of your journey to getting to this place? Yeah. So Obviously, I've been through hell and back trying to figure out the lifestyle and the way of eating that works for me. And um, I've been super restrictive and I've been super carefree and neither of those two extremes work for anyone most of the time. And not, not If it doesn't take a toll on your mental health or your physical health, it will take a toll on one of those. So the concept of 80-20 has been around just for years, not, not with food, but 
especially in like the law world, the business world, especially in business, they say, you know, 20% of what you do drives 80% of the results or in sales, 20% of the retailers that you sell to drive in 80% of the revenue. But it's the same thing with food. So like you have a liver and your liver is designed to excrete toxins and to get rid of toxic food. So as long as the majority of what you're eating is whole food plant-based, as long as 80% of what you're eating is whole food plant-based, full of fiber, full of healthy fats, carbs, you know, the natural ratio of fiber, fat, protein, carbs that comes in a natural food. So that doesn't include protein powder. Like protein powder is devoid of that natural ratio of fat, fiber, protein, carbs. But whole foods, so fruits, vegetables, grains, beans, legumes, and then 20% can be whatever else. Because as long as you're feeding 80%, your body has the strength to get rid of whatever 20%. (laughs) Well, I think it's just so fascinating. I have in the past kind of done that the I'll call it the yo-yo where I'll be really restrictive for a while. And I feel, you know, I feel like very manic about what I'm eating and how like, and then I'll go carefree and I'm like, oh, it's fine. So I think it's really interesting point that you're bringing up of like, we can't just like go on the pendulum swings. It's really being consistent and consistently fueling your body. How did you learn about this? Because I feel like there's so much noise in the nutritional like area. Like, how did you kind of start to learn about it? Was it intuitively was it through different resources all the above so i read tons of different resources but all the resources normally lean towards a more extreme side of things because that's what sells books right is to get people on this bandwagon of be 100% vegan or do the carnivore diet or be 100% like vegetarian whatever and so i kind of just intuitively looked into it myself tried everything out and realized that what works best for me is a balanced 80 20 lifestyle in terms of everything, not just food, but work ethic, just knowing that 80% of what I do is going to be great. 20% I'm going to make mistakes on or 80% yeah. of the businesses I start or the marketing tactics that I attempt are going to be successful, but 20% of them are going to fail. So just kind of having that mindset that perfectionism is never the goal, nor is it achievable, but like, I want to be a solid B, B plus student. <laughs> well, and I think you bring up a really important point. It's like this, the extremes kind of drive the narrative a lot of the time with nutrition and perfectionism doesn't ever, it's like the times that I've done, like the counting the calorie down to like everything I put in my body. It's like, doesn't feel good. Like intuitively doesn't feel good. No, but we I, do not have time. Like Time is such a fine, is the only fine resource we have yes. on the planet. And you're going to spend time counting calories and macros. Like, no, thank you. No, <laughs> I'm like, um, I don't even know where to begin. I feel like, especially during the pandemic, people have been very hyper-focused or not hyper-focused on their health. And it's been interesting to see some of my friends. I'm like, you seem like you are not having fun. Like sitting at a party, just like staring at me as I'm drinking a glass of wine. I was like, mm, okay. Oh my gosh. I cannot imagine. It's, I mean, but I, I mean, I can't imagine because we've been there, but I feel sad for, I know <laughs> I would feel sad if I had to go through that again. Well, and I think it's what you were talking about overall is like, it's not just about food. You're applying it to every aspect of your life. Have you feel like, Have you felt like there's been a real big transition as you've done that throughout your life, positive to like kind of push you along the way? 
Yeah. I mean, my whole life has completely changed. It's done a 180 since yeah. um, eating well, taking care of my mental health, you know, making sure that I surround myself with the right people. And honestly, just listening to my intuition, my gut and following it 80% of the time, because <laughs> 10% of the time I'm not going to follow it. It has the karma. I mean, karma, energy, whatever you want to call it, yeah. has come my way since being who I truly am authentically at my core uh, is undeniable. Yeah. And I think anyone who's kind of gone through that can experience the same. Like there's a reason why, you know, you and I went through the yo-yo dieting stuff it's because now that we went through that, we can talk about it. Now that we've yeah. not only gone through it, but we've been on the other side and we've seen the joy and the freedom that comes with it. Like we went through that because now we need to talk about it. And I know. And people throw it. I think in, it's so powerful for us as humans to kind of share, I think in the last year community, we've really realized how important community is. And especially in an area that like I have felt for a very long time, like talking about food or body image was like not something that we talked about with friends. And now it's like, we have open conversations of like, yeah, this makes me feel this way. Or this kind of like this conversation didn't make me feel great it puts everyone in a better position. Have you found that to be true for yourself? Yes, especially in my industry. So I recently went through a breakup like uh, three months, three, four months ago. And it was, it was like a breakup from being engaged for uh, five years. Like it was a big breakup. Yeah. It was the first time in my life ever that my feelings manifested uh, via not being hungry. Normally if I was stressed, I would eat more, but it was the first time in my life where I could not eat. I mean, if someone, I could not eat. Yeah. The, putting something in my mouth was not something that could happen for a solid week. And so I lost a lot of weight and I had my friends sit me down and be like, you are not eating. Like, this is not healthy. Like, we understand you're going through a hard time, but like, let's get you to eat. And they worked with me to like eat. And then yeah, I, eight days later, it was like completely back to normal. Yeah. But, the fact that my friends felt comfortable enough to talk to me and be like, your emotional state is manifesting physically. Like, let's do something about it. That was awesome. Well, and I think it's so powerful to have people, and you talked about this a little bit earlier, is like having the right people around you and having the right people around you manifest through the conversations you're having, through how you're going to be able to nourish your body, not only in food, but like through conversation, like the community of having someone who cares about you and is willing to say like, I want you, Helen, to be okay. I want you, Catherine, to be okay. It's really, really powerful. Yeah, yeah, it is. And one thing I need to work on, just like, honestly, from having this conversation is sometimes I don't have the guts to tell other people that. But my friends have the guts to tell me that. And so I need to work on that. <laughs> no, I hear you. I, it's, you know, we're talking about all the food and like, I'm, I'm right now being like, I really need to adopt this whole food plant-based diet like embrace it fully because I think I've been very afraid to do that and because it's like my entire life like fat has been a negative thing so this conversation is making me think about different things too of like and I hope our listeners are you know there are different things along the way that will help them kind of make that transition or find that that voice in the inside of them yeah and one thing that really does help with just accepting change is putting it out there saying and like making it clear to not only yourself but to your support system or your group of friends that you embrace change like you embrace constructive yeah. criticism like you know that you're not perfect like no one's perfect and so 
an outside opinion, as long as it has good intentions, is always welcome. So I try to make sure that everyone in my life knows that they can always, always, always come to me with open criticism and I will not be defensive. I will not yeah. I will not dis- be dismissive. And that I think is, is one reason why, like now that I'm thinking about it, that my friends do feel comfortable, like giving me constructive criticism yeah. and feedback because I make it, I make it a comfortable and safe place for people to do so. But like a lot of the people in my life do not. So that's yeah. why I feel uncomfortable doing that. So same thing with changing, you know, if someone does want to take on this plant forward lifestyle, just the concept of 80, 20, knowing that you don't have to be hundred percent plant-based unless you want to, unless it's for like a certain ethical reason or whatever it is, yeah. you know, you do you always, but talent, just mentally preparing yourself to know that you don't expect perfection will make it easier to, to be better than you were the day before. And it's also, I feel like it kind of shifts a lot of other mindsets along the way. It's as we're having this conversation, it's realizing that it's not, it is about food, but it's about so much more. And it's about how you're, I feel like even just saying the words embrace change, like that is scary for a lot of people, like embracing a difference of like, like the devil we do know will take over the devil we don't know. And I think over the last year, we've had to really embrace change a lot. So hopefully people have kind of learned of like, you know, we just got to roll with the punches sometimes. That's why, you know, college, most people, especially SEC schools, yeah, <laughs> most people don't learn a lot educationally from mm. college, but they learn how to embrace change. Like yeah. they're thrown into this scenario. They have to make new friends. They have to fend for themselves. They have to make their own food. Like, and that learning how to embrace change, it will really help. And another, this is such a weird metaphor, but the, what makes me think about this is because I just flew from Atlanta to Charleston with my friend's dog and like it's a trained service dog but it was his first time ever flying and he was really 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 scared and the dog is a naturally anxious dog yeah he hears me talking he can't hear (laughs) and so what I want to do while I have him for two weeks is just put him in as much scenarios where he like new scenarios like where he's experiencing change yeah because that will kind of nip that anxiety in the bud and so people can kind of do the same thing as long as they are constantly pushing themselves to do what they don't want to do. You have to always be pushing yourself and embracing that change and it will transform your life. Yeah. You will develop confidence that you did not know that you could have. I think it's, as you're saying this, I, someone recently said to me, you can't do something new without the doing. And it sounds like so trite, but it's like, sometimes we just have to try and, and like, you literally have to. I mean, on this podcast, I've like learned along the way, like technology, making mistakes. I'm sure in your business, we can talk about like, there are things that we try that we're like, that didn't feel right. Let's try it again. But I hope that people like kind of take with that, that, you know, you got to put yourself in uncomfortable, uncomfortable, right? Put that in air quotes scenarios. Yep. And change your mindset to enjoy being uncomfortable Yeah, because- I mean, as anyone listening, anytime that you've been through a breakup, you look back on it a couple of years later and you're like, that's the best thing that's ever happened to me. Yeah. So anytime you get uncomfortable, it's usually, it will only help you go forward. It won't ever like help you go back. Well, and it's, it ties into what you talked about of listening to your gut. I mean, I think there's so many times where you like that voice in your head that you're like, yeah, this probably isn't right. Or this, this didn't make me feel great. We kind of like push it down because we're like, oh, it was one day. And we're like, no, one yeah. day becomes like another day and another day and another day. So 
I think that's so true to being willing to be uncomfortable. It's such a powerful message. Sure. So let's transition just like a little bit and talk about the business aspect and then like launching an amazing business. So you started Blender Bombs, a company now valued at 10 million. It could be more at this point because that was an older article with $300. I said that again, valued at 10 million with $300. So can you share more about how you knew you wanted to jump into the business? (laughs) I did not mean (laughs) I'll tell you that. I still have not made a business plan. I grew up, I didn't ever have like a lot of money growing up. You know, I had to work for my money. I had to save, like I would overdraft my bank account a lot. Like luckily my parents would always help me out if I did that, but they still kind of instilled in me a lesson about money and learning how to use it. Yeah. And when I first started making blender bombs, I was making them for my personal training clients and I was just giving it to them for free as a supplement for them paying for $25 for one hour. Like I completely undervalued myself because I didn't know much about money. And then when more people started, like people who weren't my clients started asking for the blender bombs, that's when I was like, I've got to charge. So I started charging costs. Like I didn't even charge for my labor. Yeah. I I had no idea what the hell I was doing. And then I started listening to podcasts. They kind of like taught me about it. And I got a mentor through this program called SCORE, S-C-O-R-E. And that's when he was like, you've got to calculate your labor. So then I had to you know, at first I was selling the blender bombs for $18 a box, which was my cost. You know, I wasn't making a penny off of them. And then I had to up the price to $24, $24.99. Yeah. So that I could actually like include the cost of my time and then a little bit of profit in there. I knew I wanted to make it a business when I was getting like 15 orders a day. Oh my goodness. I mean, that's like, to think about it too. So, and I, I skipped over an important, so you first created hush up i don't know if it's hustle so it was the company was called hush up and hustle before yeah but the product was blender bomb it was always blender bombs yeah and because my uh instagram handle like my personal training handle was hush up and hustle and then when blender bombs got bigger like the, the name blender bombs was made more sense than hush up and hustle so blender bombs just became its own business and hush up and hustle stayed my uh, instagram handle yeah and as I got older and like my name became more attached to Blender Bombs, that's like the face of the company. It just needed to be Helen Hall, like my actual name. Yeah. I think it's so, I think you, you made a point. You're like, I wasn't valuing my own like labor or own like self putting into the company. As you've kind of grown with the company along the way, what lessons have you realized like oh, I like now realize this about myself or I realize X about what Blender Bombs means to me? (laughs) That is a very layered question. (laughs) I am not very organized. I thrive in chaos. I literally have to have someone like a right-hand man. That is the opposite of me. And right now that's Casey, a girl that works with me is that way. And my other business tipsy spritzers like Katie is that way. And I am very more so marketing and creative and like, yeah, and big picture. Yes. And I, I'm the opposite. (laughs) And I have like unlimited energy. I can go, 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 go. Yeah. So I'm always available, but it's just like, I need to be put in the right positions to thrive. 
And I love people. Like I love managing a team. So it's interesting. It's like, as you kind of grown with the company, your makes a lot of sense. You've grown understanding yourself and how to manage and how to interact with others. Is there something along the way that you're like, you know, what has been the biggest lesson as starting this company for you? Dude, honestly, I've been taken advantage of so many times. I cannot even really. And so I have learned to protect myself. Yes. Which is one of the best qualities about me is that yeah, I it's like a trusting. Yeah. And I trust people unconditionally because like that's the way you come. Yeah. Something harmful to someone else or to like fuck someone else over. Like that's yeah. in my mind. So I just I've never been burned before until starting a company and then people like target you and take advantage of you. And it's disgusting the way certain humans behave. And manipulate you. So the biggest lesson I've learned is to always protect myself with things in writing. Oh, and that's cost me a shit ton of money. Yeah. I mean, I think it's like so much of like, we think about, I feel like, and this could be wrong, but it's like when you're starting something, you only think about the goods, the good aspects. So I think it's a really important like thing to say, like, you need to like kind of cover all of your bases and then ensure that you're putting yourself in the best position to succeed and not letting anyone take advantage of you. Yeah. Yeah. Has that been kind of the hardest aspect of it is like shifting the mind focus around it? Or have you found once it's it's happened, you're like, all right, I got it. Well, I'm not naturally organized. And so to get everything in writing and make sure the right contracts are in place and to make sure, and I always, I just say what I feel like, I don't ever, you know, what's the right word? Don't ever hold like back. sugarcoat it. Yeah. Yeah. And so I've just had to learn to be really, and that's really hard for me to do. And why it's been such a lesson is because it's so damn expensive. Really? To be organized in contracts and attorneys and then, you know, lawsuits, like things like that. It is, and it's so stressful because you're just racking your brain. Like, how did this happen? Like, where did this go wrong? And like, why would someone do this to you? That's been the worst part. No <laughs> lesson learned. Well, I think it's like in kind of the way, the reason I like launched this podcast was like finding the good and like bad situations. So like you've realized now you're like, okay, eyes wide open. Like I'm moving forward. Like when I create and do marketing and all these different things to so put blender bombs and myself in the best position and your team in the best position. So it's like a good reminder for folks of like, you got to like think about <laughs> prepare for the end unpreparable I don't know if that's like a phrase I'm making yeah (laughs) like prepare for the worst you talked about how you know you come from a trusting place and how I feel like and this is maybe personally but growing up in the south it was always like you wanted to kind of like soften the blow of like something you wanted to say or how you said it has that as you've like kind of grown in your career been something you've had to overcome personally and like, For how have her. you, how have you been able to kind of work through that? It's a, I, I say I'm a work in progress on that because I sometimes yeah. still acquiesce to people. I was thinking about that in the car today, how I'm definitely a work in progress, but I've gotten so much better. Like I used to beat around the bush and not want to hurt people's feelings. But as I've been in business for, you know, more and more years and working with all sorts of different personalities, like I genuinely am drawn to and respect and want to work with the people who are blunt and black and white. Yeah because I trust them because there's no bullshit. So it's 
given me confidence to be more black and white as long as I'm being respectful. Yeah. I think that, and there's like such a like fine line and that's why I've always struggled with it. It's like, I don't want to be like disrespectful, but it's also like having my opinion. And I think that like sharing the opinion only makes the product or the project you're working on better. I agree. Cause like it, then you have to unwind something on the back end of like, I knew I wasn't going to like this Yeah, along the way. Yeah. And again, it's back to that gut feeling. Like if you have a bad feeling about something, go ahead and talk about it. Talk it out. Yeah. So your Blender Bombs has grown so much in the last four years. Where else kind of do you see, I know you recently launched the Blender Bars, which is like a, you can probably explain it better than I will, so I will not mess it up. It's just a bar. Okay. It's on on the go. So what other visions do you see kind of for your company and it's kind of expound or making bigger the 80-20 based lifestyle i just actually tasted before our call we have two new bars that we're going to launch it's a java chip and a cookies and cream so they're fire (laughs) and i need to find like a president for the company yeah so i can kind of step back and focus more on new product development like marketing because right now i'm spending a lot of time doing stuff that i don't want to do and like boots and things like that yeah so once I'm done with that, I got to have a president picked over so I can go back to doing what I love. And then we definitely have to open up more smoothie bars. That's a huge goal. But we got to get through a lawsuit before we do that. <laughs> and, and another one. And then we have my dream is to film a documentary where I like gain 30 pounds by eating the standard American diet and then, you know, show my blood test and just. Yeah our general health and how that changes and then show people how I lose it or go back to my like body weight, homeostasis weight, whatever that may be by eating blender bombs and like the 80, 20 diet. Oh my goodness. That sounds like quite the adventure. I know I got to do it. (laughs) Well, I think it's like exciting when you talk about like, you know, opening up more smoothie bars or it's like having access to this plant-based lifestyle, I feel like you make it so approachable. And so, and I also think, you know, as we're thinking about it, it's like plant-based sometimes has like a, it's expensive. Like how have you found to kind of like make it, I guess not economical, but like make it so that it's like not breaking the bank to be, I know in American society, I feel like it's very expensive not to buy the processed foods. Yeah. So I call it plant forward, which I like because- yeah, because then you're you're just focused on mostly fruits and veggies. But honestly, processed foods are not calorie dense. They're not nutrient dense. There's literally no fiber yeah. in processed foods most of the time. And, pro- and fiber is what keeps you full. So you're going to eat way more processed foods than you would natural foods. So naturally, when you eat a plant-forward, like yeah. food-based diet, you don't eat as much. Like You're just not as hungry because your body is full. It's that's yeah. so interesting. And you also think about, and then thinking about like when I don't eat like great, it's like, then you're like hungrier sooner. So it like totally makes sense. It's like all these things that we know, but we don't put words to. Yeah. So you save a lot of money because you don't end up consuming as many meals. Like, yes, you're consuming as many. You can get way more calories, more bang for your buck. Yeah. With a plant forward diet. Plant forward. Everyone. 2021. Yeah. Let's go. Let's do um, it. So I know you also started Tipsy Spritzers. 
Yeah. I love this idea of like low sugar, no preservatives. I look at some of like the spritzers and I'm like, this is full of sugar. How did this idea start? The hardest project I've ever done, honestly. (laughs) But it's my business partner, Katie's idea, actually. We were on the boat and in Charleston and I was showing her my eczema. I had eczema all over my arm from White Claws and Trulies and like us and like LaCroix. Yeah. And I was like, it's, I've got to stop drinking these white claws. Like, I didn't drink any white claws that day because my it was arm like, yeah, disgustingly flared up. It was so bad and so itchy. And she called me that night and she was like, like I kind of want to start like an alcoholic beverage company. I just ran the numbers and these companies get acquired quickly. They're very profitable. And Kirk has the idea. Her husband was like, why don't we call it Tipsy Spritzers? And I was like, done. And so we split the costs. To start the company 50 50 and we did our first production run last week in las vegas and so i haven't even tasted the final samples yet it's a small production run to start and the we did like two-thirds of the production was orange spritzer and then one-third was grapefruit spritzer and i think that it's at about an eight out of ten in taste because it was our first production run so the second production run will have like a perfectly finalized product that is so exciting. So I think that that's such a great way of like to think about like when you're thinking about like having a drink, it's like, I don't want all the sugar, all the preservatives. So like it must be really exciting to have something that's like tastes so great. Is it like a like a fizzy drink or is it? Yeah, it's carbonated. Okay. That's really cool. You can drink it from the can or like I like to pour it over ice. Yeah. I can't wait to see it in a store near me. We're just going to manifest that, you I know? I <laughs> wait to see it. Oh my gosh. Is it going to be like fully packaged and it's like cans and everything when it gets to you? So we're selling it, indivi- the cans individually at first because yeah. again, we self-funded this. So we didn't have a lot of money to spend. Yeah. So we're selling it individual cans. And then once we get that, we prove concept with that, we'll sell it in four packs. And then I think we'll make like vodka and tequila spritzers because the wine is so, working with wine is so volatile. Really? It's been so difficult. Like if this was a vodka or tequila based drink, we would have had it launched two years ago. Has it been so fascinating to like learn about like, this is a totally different kind of sphere for you. Have you like had to really get the lawyers involved or like the chemists? Like how have you done it? How have you figured it out? It's the exact way I do not operate, <laughs> which is having to follow rules. Yeah, I mean, because you can't you can't mess around. With, like you know, I can change loss. the amount of flax I put in my blender bomb, and nothing's going to happen. Yeah. But if I change the amount of alcohol or the amount of you know CO two or the bricks or the sugar in a drink, the can could explode. That is so, wild. Yeah, we've had a couple exploding cans. <laughs> If you haven't had a few exploding cans, have you really lived, you know? Yeah, you haven't. Well, this is like so exciting. And you talked about it earlier to switch topics one last time. You said you loved a good nutrition and business podcast. What have you been listening to recently? We got to listen to. I love the Model Health Show. Okay. I love how I built this. How I built this, I live for. Yeah. Rich Roll. Obviously, the Skinny Confidential blonde files yeah so many good ones i love it clearly i love a good podcast so 
Is there anything else you want to share before we wrap up today? We can do a discount code for your listeners. What's like a, a good discount code that would be memorable? Is it like good news or? Yeah, let's do good news. That's perfect. Okay. Good news. And that'll be 15% off. And then Helen, where can people find you? I'll put this all in the show notes, like your Instagram website. I'll put all of that up there for them. You're the best. Thank you so I, much. And anytime you guys have questions, just shoot me a DM. It's yeah. at Helen Hall on Instagram. And then Blenderbombs is at Blenderbombs. What a refreshing way to view health. Helen left me thinking and really interested in how I feel myself. Did you have the same thought? I really enjoyed the opportunity to hear Helen's good news, to learn from her, and I hope you had the same feeling. If you're interested in trying out some of Helen's amazing products, head to blenderbombs.com and use code goodnews at checkout for 15% off. If you liked, please subscribe, share, leave a review. To learn more about the podcast, visit my Instagram at Betty and join us next week for another episode of the Your Good News Podcast.